Coming to you from QT4CM.org. This is the Quick Tips for Christian Ministry Podcast. Today's podcast is on making a change with practical tips. It's great to be speaking again for you after a long summer break. Today's question comes from a missionary in the field. Give us tips and practical tools on making decisions about change, whether to move forward or to terminate a ministry that isn't productive, or to stand fast with the hope for future breakthroughs. This is a multifaceted question that I have broken into a few podcasts. The last two podcasts were on listening to God to make a decision regarding a ministry change, where I also gave a few decision-making tools And then in the second, I gave an idea of what success might look like in ministry and when to hang fast or when to move on. Today's podcast is on making a change with practical tips, starting with onboarding your leaders, then creating an urgency for change throughout the whole organization so that everyone feels the need. Then you will make a plan with a vision statement and include choosing the best time for the change. Of course, then you continue communicating and starting the implementation. When you implement, you implement in a circular kind of fashion so that any tweaks will be understood and known by all people involved. And then, of course, you are updating and improving as you go. We all know that change in an organization will be difficult. But we also know that change is necessary for continued innovation, sustained growth, and the life of the organization. In this podcast, I will give some steps and ideas to help bring about that change within your organization. And this is mostly based on John Cotter's seven steps. So here we go. First, when it comes to change, you need to get everyone that is a leader or influencer on board before you can even attempt any change so you need to create a great urgency for that change. Because any change is a bit scary, and fear is a normal human response to change. So, first and foremost, create great urgency. You need to show your leaders and influences the urgent need for the change and get them excited about that urgency. And that is where you come into play. You have to communicate the urgency with all you have got. And if there is no change, You show the scary facts. Then you show the positive results for the change. Be persuasive. There have been successful processes that were well explained with clear, logical reasoning, starting with the urgent need and moving on to a positive solution. Those changes went well, considering everything. But other changes that were not sold as urgently to all those involved Well, you can imagine that those changes were not well carried out. A well thought out urgent reason for the change that is clearly communicated to all the movers and shakers in your organization is the first place for you to start. After that, you must get all the teams and all those affected to see that same urgent need. By that I mean that all levels of the organization are to be communicated with regarding the urgency. While you are doing this at the same time, you should also finalize the choice of your change team and find your first movers, shakers, and influencers at each level of your organization so they can help you communicate and make the change. 
After that, you and your team must communicate and communicate and communicate. And your change team needs to show the need and even increase the urgency throughout the whole organization. If there is no need and urgency seen at all the levels, there will be no success for the change. It is thought that up to 75% of all the people involved need to feel that urgency and be convinced of it, with a minimum being about 50%. And this is according to change specialist Dr. John Cotter. It is clear that when a change is first announced, people will have many informational and emotional concerns. Often leaders will want to explain why the organization is moving in a certain direction and why the change is a good idea. But this is a mistake, and I repeat, that instead of this, you need to start with the urgency, the why that makes the change necessary. Do not start with your five-year plan. People don't want to hear the change is good until they feel it is necessary and understand the reasoning behind it. Thus, leaders should first share the urgency and the need as plainly and as completely as possible to all their people. This will also help avoid other communication pitfalls in the future. In the absence of clear and factual communication, people tend to create their own information about the change, and then rumors can become facts very quickly. You and your leaders should be prepared to answer questions such as, what is the change? Why is it needed? Why is it urgent? What's wrong with the way things are now? How much and how fast does the organization need to change? Now, let us think about when it is the best time to affect your change. Quite a lot of energy is expended in order to bring about any change. In fact, the energy expended for any change can be seen as a bell curve. Thus, if you think about it, it takes more energy to start a change than to keep it going. And the problem lies in this fact that you want to bring about a change without expending a whole lot of energy. So to do this, once you are moving, you need to again change while you are still expending energy from the last change. There is a kind of keep the ball rolling level of energy, which is much lower than starting from zero at every time and pushing up the hill of that curve. Now, if you haven't started moving, it will take more energy, but later you will want to form a kind of continuous change movement, optimizing as you go, not only to conserve energy, but also to keep your organization growing and healthy. Thus, it is best to start that change ball in motion and just keep it going, rather than starting and stopping all the time. This is a suggestion for you, so you won't waste a lot of time and energy anymore. But that's a challenging idea, isn't it? If this continuous change is not possible, remember there will be a lot of time and energy expended to begin and sustain the change. And you must make sure you and the organization have the resources before you begin. After you have created a need and picked a time, you should create a vision statement and a plan with your change team and begin to communicate that statement throughout the change process. So you make a vision statement with your change team and you must be sure it is workable for that change. And then you and your team communicate it all the time, everywhere. This is not a one-time action to communicate your vision statement. 
It must be an ongoing, throughout the whole change time activity. People need to hear your vision and hear it often. Then, of course, you create a change plan with your team. Once you make a plan and identify the scope of changes with milestones and dates, you should make sure that your plan is smart. You can see what that means in the notes. So when making the vision and the plan, remember to align it and all the change activities to your vision and your goal. Then, of course, as you communicate your vision, you also communicate the plan. You communicate the plan because your people need to hear and understand it and the scale of the changes. Commonly, people feel intimidated by too much change too soon. So you should develop a preferably five minute or less presentation with all the milestones for yourself and your change team and then share it with the whole organization. And then of course, you need to try to anticipate all concerns beforehand and be ready to answer them. Also, even now, you need to be flexible and ready to change the changes if they start not to work. Remember, when you communicate, to be as personable and as human as you can. Make sure your people know how the change plan specifically applies to them and to their team. Once all the information concerns are satisfied for your people in the organization, they will then want to know how the change will affect them personally. Also, once they understand the plan and its urgent necessity, people tend to raise impact concerns. They may wonder whether the change will be worth the effort and if it's really going to make a positive impact, not only for the company, but also for themselves. The following questions, even though not always expressed verbally, are common. What's in this for me? Will I win? Will I lose? How will this make me look good? How can I find the time to implement this change? Will I have to learn new skills? What new skills? Can I do this? I mean, can I really do it? So then you need to identify and overcome barriers. Just like these questions, you must identify potential barriers to change, especially at the individual and team levels. You might want to show your people how other organizations have responded to similar change opportunities. Give them success stories to encourage them to move forward. If your leaders can diagnose where the people's concerns about change lie and then respond to them with the right information at the right time, they can dramatically improve everyone's trust level and participation in the change process. This will bring you closer to your goal. After identifying any potential obstacles to your change and addressing them, you can begin to start the process of change. Of course, there will be other barriers that arise which you have not foreseen. This is normal, so you need to create a way to overcome those barriers too. Also again, there needs to be continuous communication and optimization of the change. So I suggest regular change meetings after implementation so you can review and revise as you head towards your goal. Then, as your change moves forward, continue to communicate your plan of action. There needs to be ongoing communication regarding the need, the logic, the plan, the process, and the next steps of the change throughout the whole change process. There will be problems. So, 
there should be a list of pre-thought-out answers of what to do when X or Y or Z happens. So, when there is a glitch, there will be a contingency plan or even plans. You need to prepare for those glitches and mistakes. Finally then, you will need to keep the change and the people on track. You must keep on selling the change to get over that honeymoon hump. Afterwards, the newness of everything will have died down and you have to keep motivating the change team and then the whole organization. So don't forget one big thing. You need to celebrate all the successes. After the implementation has begun, remember to celebrate your successes, even small ones, so the people can enjoy the change and create good feelings about it. Keep this up, especially when the newness of the change has died off and the energy has started to dry up. Avoid the honeymoon hump by continued celebration and communication of the vision, plan, and goal. The good news is that if your leaders have done a good job up to this point, this is a stage where people will begin to sell themselves on the benefit of the change based on the relative merits of the results they have already noticed. Then, of course, you continue to refine for success. Once a change effort is well on its way towards completion, you can expect to discuss how the change can best be refined. This is a very positive sign of successful change, and it shows that your people are focused on continuous improvement. You need to expect some learning to be taking place at this time, and that is wonderful. And during the course of any organizational change, a lot of learning should occur. Take advantage of new opportunities for organizational improvement that often come to the surface at this stage. Finally, you need to keep up the momentum, continuing to change. And then that will give your next change initiative its best chance. Remember what I said before about choosing the time for a change at the beginning and keeping the ball rolling. So while you are changing, take time to think about your next change initiative. Do it right, and you can drastically increase your chances of success for the next time too. Don't rush though, because if you do rush through the early stages of communication and planning, you are likely to fail. Remember to plan and plan and plan and communicate, especially the urgency, and communicate and communicate. While dealing with people's concerns about change may seem like a lot of time-intensive hand-holding, it's very important for your change team and other leaders and influencers to remember that at first they also had to agree with the urgent need and the vision of the change before they were ready to discuss its impact and implementation with others. So to put it in a nutshell, first you need to create an urgent need and then a vision and plan for change. Then you need to prepare for the change by clearly communicating it to everyone using your change team first, and then to movers and shakers to onboard as many of the influencers as possible, then to the whole organization with a goal of 50 and hopefully 75% agreement in the whole organization. When the change process has begun, refine the change by tweaking it until it is perfect meeting regularly with your change team, who will then communicate all decisions to the whole organization. As change sees success, celebrate it and reinforce it and continue in this direction. If possible, incur new changes at optimal times 
so that little time and energy is wasted. With this, I leave you with the best wishes for your next changes. You can find the notes on this topic in the bottom of the podcast at section notes. You've been listening to Patricia Yaley, a business and ministry coach based in Switzerland. She can be reached through her website at www.jehle-coaching.com. You can also get the links to Patricia's social media channels and web pages through our show notes at qtforcm.org. We would like to thank the sponsor of this podcast, the Great Commission Foundation. The Great Commission Foundation provides financial management, administrative services to ministries, and handles charity donation receipting and government compliance in both the United States and Canada. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Quick Tips for Christian Ministry podcast. We would value your feedback by taking our one-question survey. You'll find the link in our show notes at qt4cm.org. Until next time, be encouraged. God is with us. Serve with joy. 